0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of the nerdy up north podcast the nerdy podcast hosted by two northern nerds i'm one of your hosts sam
1: and i'm the other host paul
0: and we're joined i dare say a friend of the podcast now
1: <laughs> a familiar Is that a familiar face of the podcast uh one of one of our first guests has returned Big um,
2: face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> compared to our little faces now with the new cameras and stuff but uh, yes so we've um, got the- We've got Sam's lovely sister, Michaela, joining us again. So, welcome back, Michaela.
0: Thanks for having yeah.
1: us. Yeah, Sam was telling us that you enjoyed it a lot last time. So, well, like I say, we will more than what I wanted you to have back on, especially with this to- topic. Like now, with the nerdy podcast, delving a little bit offbeat, going a little bit uh, a different way, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, going to have a bit of a, a chat about uh, true crimes and how. Like I say, the, how you feel about the explosion of the true crime genre? That seems to be taken off over the last, I would say, a year to two years. Um, I know it's always been quite a big subject and a big uh, like talking point, but I think recently it has hit new heights, especially with uh, Netflix taking, like I say, quite a big charge on that, and now other things been, especially with Sky as well launching, especially the Channel Two crime, which. Uh, I never thought in a million years would happen, but it <laughs> seems to be the way that it's going. So um, before we start as well, I know Sam always likes to have a little disclaimer, so I don't know if she's got I it prepared.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important on this one to add my usual disclaimer that all of the opinions that we, like everything we talk about is our own opinions. If you don't like them, by all means, come and have a chat with us, but do not come and throw hate comments at us with regards to this topic, because it can come off as a bit of a sensitive one. Mm -hmm. Hit us up on Facebook, hit us up in the comments on YouTube. More than happy to have a discussion, but we are trying to keep the toxic levels out of nerdism. Mm -hmm. And I apologise well in advance for my terrible camera quality and potential terrible cam- uh, audio because i heard it on last week's episode and it didn't sound great i will be back next week in my <laughs> usual spot with my brand new camera that i am very excited to get uh, tested out so that's me disclaimer that's all i'm saying if you you know, if you don't like it fair beans but just. Come and have a come and have a conversation with us. Don't come
1: and attack us. I'm not. I will. I won't tolerate it. <laughs> you say, I'm not. Uh, like say, I know we've not had any hate so far, so I'm, I'm not expecting any. But like I say, I know this. As I said, is a, as Sam said, it is a sensitive subject. There is a lot of raw, I would say, energy towards. Like I say, the true crime thing, especially with some of the subject matter. With we'll, like I say, we will we'll delve into it and try and handle it. Well, as where we can because like I say this is just our personal opinion about it but also normally at the start we would get uh, like I say the guests to tell us a little bit about themselves but we've kind of already did that like I say we already know a little bit about you has anything else changed since the last sport year you know? <laughs>
3: Um
4: Not really still just at work curating on still Sam's sister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the one thing you just can't na- get rid of unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the only thing now is because you do them on a night, I can have a drink. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: So it's kind of like a plomb cast now, shall we say? <laughs> yes,
0: Welcome to the plonk cast, even though I'm drinking orange juice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bless. Yeah. So, uh, like I say, with this one, because we're not going to do like any top fives or like say, general nerd talk, it is just going to be like I say, a kind of like a conversation. So it should be interesting to see how it mm-hmm. flows. But I think. The the starting point with any type of like discussion is basically how did you get into it so what was the, your starting points to getting into like true crime and what was the elements that drawed you into it and um, like I will ask you both before I, I'll let you know about mine
0: um ours is probably similar probably would you
4: say I would I, mine was gone. um I, I'm like when did I because like I've been watching crime stuff for years and I'm not like I'm like Wanting them and like all that, like, I'm not one of them <laughs> people. Um, but like, yeah, I just remember me and Steven, my partner, would used to like flip through the channels and watch mm. um, the crime channel and mm. just be obsessed with like um, snap women who kill. And obviously, I think we're yeah. probably going to be talking more about film, but it started mm. definitely with TV, yeah. Um, and yeah, so snapped most evil, which mm. I loved. Um. Mm-hmm. Um, to catch a predator, which I don't even know. If, I can't remember what that was on, but um, I don't think it was yeah, on. Watching... In,
1: I, I don't think that was on in the UK. Catch a predator it was like a American show where the, the horse kind of just like st- stands on like a desk. In. you tried messaging a twelve a year old, and it was like the yeah. most uncomfortable position you ever put in. I remember that it's
4: horrendously one. Um, <laughs> illegal too, because you're just entrapping all these people. Um, <laughs> but I just remember watching watching that and then like finding documentaries and just going like
3: mm. full
4: on through them like i love documentaries like mm-hmm. i love every sort of documentary mm-hmm. so that kind of the true crime thing just went along with that kind of obsession cool. like it was just like everything i would be like i watch like, i watched a documentary on this and i watch a documentary on that and like, i think i don't have a life I don't, because <laughs> I'm watching a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> mine
0: was, um, I think mine was the late, the late 90s, because I'd heard of the West Memphis Three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the early 2000s, I watched Paradise Lost for the first time, right. which is something I want to get into later on. But Paradise mm-hmm. Lost is probably the first point of, I don't, know, I don't know if I want to say obsession. I don't know if that's the right word
1: like um, I, I, I say when well, anything can be a, be a obsession or like I say something you're passionate about uh, that's something that I always comes across I know when we start talking about like episodes for the podcast this was on your list like from the start this is one some one of the things you've been trying to get us into um from like the get-go so it's, it's always interesting I know there has been quite a big boom in podcasts as well that do true crime but my starting point is a little bit more uh, close to home I know it sounds strange but it was probably Crime Watch um, mm-hmm. on the on the BBC uh, stopping up because uh, I used to be on I think it was nine o'clock on a mm-hmm. Thursday or a Friday night um, and shit that was kind of scary for a kid I thought <laughs> some of the reaction uh, recreations and stuff like that um, and when they used to show cameras I know it used to be like um, this person was attacked or this person was murdered but since Crime Watch has went off the yeah, air you very rarely hear anything Thing in the news these
0: days. On uh, Crime Watch is actually on a morning now. Really? So it's not as on
4: morning. It's a scary <laughs> morning.
0: It's on a morning on the BBC. Yeah. And um, I always remember because yeah, I was like you Paul, I watched Crime Watch as a kid and terrified the life out of myself. And I, I think I stopped watching when it hit too close to home mm-hmm. and the Nikki Allen case came on.
1: Ah right, yeah. And
0: it's right it's right next to where you live now, Michaela. That's where it happened, the block of flats.
1: Yeah.
0: Um oh. yeah, there was a young was a bonded young girl warehouse
1: was, where the bonded warehouse is now.
0: Yeah. She, um, she just she what she was meant to walk to her grandmother's flat, which was a few doors away from where she lived and she never came home and it was terrifying mm. and i think that's why i stopped watching it <laughs>
1: no i remember that as a kid because I, 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 I was living in Roker at the time and literally when it, the news broke because that was just over the water from us and mm-hmm. for about i would say a month after that nobody left the no kids were out playing there was um and like every parent took the kids to school that day because I was, I was only in primary school so i remember it um because normally i lived literally five minutes walk away from the school but for, for a month or two months after that happened no kids actually uh weren't escorted to school either your parents took you or your next door neighbor took you uh was quite uh it, i'd say a scary time as a kid when that did happen so yeah i can't
0: remember it hitting shiny like that to be honest i don't think they cared like it's sunderland's issue they can deal with
3: it <laughs>
4: Don't um, want to break it, Sam, but she lives in Sunderland. <laughs> we're
3: in Sunderland right now. I know that, but it's like mm-hmm. it's a, bit of a distance away.
1: You mm-hmm.
0: are a distance away from us.
1: Yeah, it's a it's it's a canny bus ride to get to yours now. So.
0: <laughs> exactly, and we're a Durham postcode, so
1: yeah, that's bullshit. Pretentious posh. Hey, me not Sunderland. I moved to Manchester. and I couldn't take it, so I end up coming back here. So <laughs>
4: I live in Roca, I'm proud to look i from Sunderland.
1: <laughs> I used live in D M Dot, so that's what I, We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, I can still remember that. And like when it was on Crime Watch, uh, it, w- it was big news. But I don't think you hear any look any. I know when it does happen locally, but not as much these days, unless it's like widespread or it's like say a young kid do you hear as much these days it still goes on but it's probably not as in
0: no no not as not yeah we the last one i remember that was local Mm -hmm. was in penshire yeah um and i was coming out of a friend's house in herrington which is about a 10 minute walk from where i live and we would it was a derby day so -hmm. it was sunderland versus newcastle and the streets were empty because obviously mm-hmm. Derby Day, everyone's watching the match, and the there was a police car came past us and mm-hmm. asked if they could take us back to our where we were going to because mm-hmm. a young girl had gone missing.
1: Yeah,
0: and she was found in Pencher, and I think our stepdad or our dad was accused of it. I think he was. Um, I think he w- wasn't charged, but yeah, that's the last time I remember a major case in my like in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, can you remember it, Michaela?
2: Yeah,
4: wasn't it? It was like Sarah Palin or something. I don't know. I can't remember the last So name. that's from
0: down south. That she definitely was nowhere near us. That's the little town. No, I from that. Oh, no, no. Oh, was that the Millie Down? I'm sure it No. Oh, no.
3: Hmm.
4: Sorry. Just I know it like it was like a name, wasn't it? You remember like her name, but yeah. unfortunately I can't remember her name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. um, um going back to Because like, I was gonna talk about this a bit later, but as we're talking about local and uh, like say general. Uh, crimes in the northeast <laughs> at the moment um I, there was a TV show that was on recently um, I know it's in the third seasons just about come out called murder town i don't know if you've watched it it's on uh, the crime um one of the episodes was based in sunland uh, one of the S- uh, sunland big cases that did come out um trying to think of the name because i last one Cory doing the uh doing the you know when they do or walking around talking to people and stuff like that. Yeah. But, they done the case. I don't know if you can remember it. Uh, it was the Stephen Grie- uh, Grieveson case, the Sunderland strangler. And uh, he actually, yeah, he actually killed people in Roga. He was a, uh, it was I I, I think he was about five or six years older than me. Mm-hmm. And what he would do, he, he would uh, take lads from school, um, hit oh, that- in his flat, <laughs> and like from uh, out of School, and then. Uh, strangle them in his flat and roger and then take them to an allotment and set them on fire oh Um, no i've
3: heard of
4: this mm. i've never heard of that ever yeah but it was
1: it was called the it was called the Sunland strangler but um it was on a tv show called murder town that's why i I say because when because they actually describe him as a serial killer because he killed more well i think he killed three people it might be more. I'm not 100% sure, but I remember it. Um, watching it also because uh, Nick, like my wife, she is obsessed with anything to do with serial killers and stuff. Almost to the point where I get a little bit worried, where I don't want to piss her off too much because I might be under <laughs> buried under the deck in one day. But um, it's on Sky still. The, the show. It's on, um, uh, like, say, the Crime, the Crime Channel now. If you go onto, like, say, on demand, just type in Murder Town. And it's got three seasons of it but the Summon strangler it's called and um, that was right. one i watched um like not too long ago
0: all right well should we get into what we would class as our favorite mm-hmm. documentary michaela do you want to go first um yeah so uh, we'll talk about my
4: my stance on these kind of crime things have changed a lot mm-hmm. over the years which we can go uh, another time, but honestly one of my favorite. So
0: your favorite one, Michaela?
4: I um, have many favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to like pick which ones. I really love uh, like the Thin Blue Line, which mm-hmm. is a um, Earl Morris documentary.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think I've said his name right, I probably said <laughs> um <laughs> I love like and for Columbine, which is
3: mm-hmm.
4: obviously it's about gun control, but it, it relates to like the crime of the, the yeah. mass shootings and that. But the one that's really, um, I was like, that's how you do a documentary. That's how you make something is the O.J. Simpson one, The Made in America. Right. Okay. Um, so it came out a couple of years ago and it actually won Best Documentary at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Because they have these weird rules. It's like, if you play it at certain cinemas, because it's, mm-hmm. it's a series, but if you play it at certain cinemas at certain times and at other, of its length,
2: mm-hmm.
4: like it can be nominated for an Oscar. So it was nominated for uh, Best Documentary and it won for every reason because it is absolutely brilliant. It just, like you think, oh, I know the O. J. Simpson
3: mm-hmm.
4: trial. No. And it just goes into like, like, why he was so big, because, like, I was born in, like, 89, um, so, and, and obviously from um, Britain, so we didn't really understand, like, that he was such, like, a god to mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Like, like this, this sports star, obviously, would be, like, a David Beckham or something, and that's how shit I am at sports, so that's the only <laughs> person I can go to. Um, and just how, it just showed how massive he was and yeah. then it showed just like the layers upon layers of how like it you know it was race relations but they actually used it disgustingly like for it because mm-hmm. of what was happening with like the LA riots at the time yeah. And they just go into like such amazing details about mm-hmm. it and then obviously like what happened after which mm-hmm. I I knew that he was about in prison
2: mm-hmm. well
4: what he was about in prison but I didn't know why and I actually felt like at the end it was like well that's shocking. Like, he went to prison for that and he didn't go to prison for murdering his wife and that, yeah. that poor man. No. And it was just so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Uh, with well, For our, what I remember, too, with respect, too,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: just, like, social... Of- um, just the social culture of it all. And um, mm-hmm. just, it was it just such a good documentary.
0: It's on Disney Plus at the moment if you just want to watch it. It's mm-hmm. a five-part documentary. I'd say the first episode... If you want to understand how big of a god O.J. was to the American public, the first episode gives you that because it goes into his whole career. I don't. Even oh, think it was, it was, was
1: it. yeah, it was absolutely huge. Like, say even not just like being the American football star, he like, it was even in like movies. Like he yeah. was huge in the Naked Gun films and stuff. That's where mm-hmm. I, my first introduction to O.J. was. But probably
3: um, for a lot of us in over here. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, I've not seen that one. I, I know there's been a lot of documentaries about OJ Simpson in, in, like, say, mm-hmm. the last, oof, in the last 10 years, I would say. Like, this is the
3: one, though.
0: Yeah. This is the one to watch because yeah. it breaks everything down. It's like every mm-hmm. misconception you thought you had is just completely put mm-hmm. right in this documentary. Michaela was the one who introduced me to it mm-hmm. and me and Ant absolutely ate it up. It's nearly, how many, like five hours or something and it's... It's Mm -hmm. worth every second of it. It is absolutely phenomenal. That was a good place, that one, Michaela. But Bowling for Columbine can't... After reading Dave Cullen's Columbine book, I can't get on board with that documentary anymore. Mm
4: -hmm. I can understand why, because the thing is, with people with documentaries, they take it as... Some people, not obviously all, take it as fact. Mm -hmm. This is fact. This is a documentary. You are telling facts. When actually... It's a film by Michael Moore starring Michael Moore. He's yeah. the star of it. It's his opinion. It's he's narrating it. And I think a lot of people kind of really forget that point in Documentaries. Yeah. Like, this is not fact. This no. is someone putting a story together.
0: And
1: that, that's where a lot of these type of things, as well, though, now, because. That's the problem with the internet, as as you say, with us three faces on the film, any asshole can get on the internet and give their opinion and <laughs> uh, show um, like tell a story or yeah. say, say this is fact. That's that's the problem. What we've got these days, um, it's not a problem. Like as I said, it gives us an outlet. But I think too many people do believe it's it's back in the same back in mentality as they had back in the day when it, oh god it's in the newspaper it must be real
0: still that still stands yeah. to yeah. on today. Um but bowling for Columbine, I love the um the gun control part of it, obviously, because it's everything every I believe anyway, everything he says and that gun control is right. And at the time, the story about Dylan and um oh my gosh me I've totally gone out of my head Dylan and Eric. Eric um the story of them two was two goth kids you know really badly done by um completely and utterly bullied to the point where they just snapped. When in actual fact, that wasn't the case at all. They were not. If anything, they yeah. were the bullies. and um, They mm-hmm. were one of them. Dave Cullen really puts more blame on one than he does the other. Um, he, what else? The, um, the trench court mafia part of it, where the media completely honed in on this trench court mafia and the evilest of people. And in actual fact, there were a bunch of nerds who mm-hmm. played Doom Who and and they weren't even part of that crew Um, and they didn't even participate with them at all and that's why I don't particularly like it now but I'm kind of backtracking on myself because I get (laughs) but I I get what I get at the time why it was like
1: I I think I think at the time it was Michael Moore's sensationalism opinion where he had his own agenda that he was trying to uh, oh, oh, absolutely.
3: to, yeah. to do his bad own bad
1: thing which bad. comes across massively in that film oh, um, I heard
0: it, that's what the story was because yeah. When what the media did when, after the shooting took place, the media went straight to these traumatised children who mm-hmm. had just been through an experience they never in the, their hundred years thought they would go through and said, tell us about these boys, who are they? And, the, and yeah. they, just, they just started spewing shite because they had no idea mm-hmm. of what to say. And that became the narrative, that became the yeah. story.
1: That's, and probably the why is yeah. That's probably why I wouldn't clasp on... Like, I know, in, in a theory, uh Boland of Columbine is a true crime in a, in a in a way but I don't wouldn't class it that way as, a, as again it's a yeah when, it's like
4: framed in true crime
1: exactly it's like Michael Moore wanting to make a film and say right this is going to be my topic this is where I'm going to pander towards this yeah. is my agenda uh mm-hmm. I'm going to use these elements and um, that's why I never really got on board with that but um going back to what Michaela said at Again, what uh, the O.J. Simpson one—the one I watched quite not recently—it was a few years ago. Was uh, the American Crime Story, and uh, oh, from yeah. the makers yeah. of American Horror Story, uh, where they had Cuba Gooding Jr. playing uh, O.J. I thought that was well done, okay. and had uh, David Swimmer as like, yeah. as a lawyer. The,
0: the one actor in there who did not look like the person he was meant to be playing was Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Because the rest of them. <laughs> Mm. looked like there were the people that were meant to be oh,
1: John Travolta was completely transformed it was scary oh. but it was interesting like to see how the prosecution saw this as a slap, slam dunk and then everything went on and it kind of fucked up and, and it was interesting to see that aspect so that's why I like that part but I will, I will keep an eye out for that one that one sounds a bit it, interesting
0: it's on Disney Paul at the moment
4: it is honestly feel, it is worth your time mm-hmm. I feel like it's on BBC too I could be wrong yeah, it
0: there. But, but it's It's definitely worth your time. Cool. Um, my, yeah.
3: Favourite, yeah. my
0: favourite my favorite documentary will always be the one that really got us... Because like, I, I like crime. I always have done. I've been fascinated ever since I remember picking up a Jack the Ripper book mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Because I don't know if Michaela knows this. My dad actually is interested in Jack the Ripper. I used to be back in the day. And he had a Jack the no, Ripper book. I didn't book. know that. I picked it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That and... Um, what is it, the last crusade? <laughs> the um the looking for the oh the crusades. He was he was he used to be interested in that. Um and I was fascinated then. But Paradise Lost was the first documentary. I think the second one was out by the time I'd seen the the first one. Mm-hmm. So the second one really explains the impact of the first one.
3: Because mm-hmm.
0: the first one is a documentary crew who the guy who does made some choice choice decisions over the last couple of years and um, especially with the ted bundy documentary that he did um, but the paradise lost one was him the first one was them going into this small town of three kids who were arrested and charged for the murder of another three children and it was down to it was it was around the satanic panic mm-hmm. um, and if it wasn't for this documentary crew we would never have known who the West Memphis Three were. Um, Damien Eccles would most likely be dead now. You know, because these small towns have a tendency for doing shit like this and getting away with it. And this documentary made sure that didn't happen. Now, the second and third one are quite problematic
3: mm-hmm.
0: because some narratives get put in they there. They do what
4: they did to them? <laughs> they? they do. They point the finger at people. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what the, the, that town did to them kids.
0: He did, mm-hmm. yeah. Mark Byers becomes your villain in the second documentary because they they pin... The, Mark Byers is a very um, complex person and if you ever get a chance to read The Devil's Not, it explains how complex this person actually is. And he becomes a focal point because he has a bit of a sketchy background. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: it is what Michaela says. They do to him what the town did to these three boys. (laughs) And in actual fact, what they should have been doing is looking at someone completely different. And West of Memphis, they focus on that. So there's two documentaries of the West Memphis Three. There's Paradise Lost, and then there's um, West of Memphis. Mm -hmm. And West of Memphis is fantastic because it shows you the work that went into getting these guys out because they weren't kids when they got out and they went into a plea which has only ever been done once which is Hmm. called an Alfred plea and where they basically have to admit that they did this crime Mm -hmm. in order to get out of jail it's backwards it really is backwards but it got a man off death row Yeah. And they're still to this day, to this day, are still fighting for, because DNA um, that they want testing, which was going to be part of the retrial, because if these guys went to retrial, which they were planning on to before the Alfred plea, they would have walked off and the state of Arkansas would have actually had to pay them a shit ton of money. Mm
3: -hmm. And the
0: DNA they wanted to test was destroyed in a fire and they are fighting over this. Are you moving about, Michaela? (laughs)
4: I thought my dog was upstairs. <laughs> Went to go see if he was there.
0: He was not.
1: <laughs> I remember this one because I think um, with like say the people we used to hang about with, like Sam, we used to be like part of the alternative crowd. So it kind of yeah. hit home um when this first came out because it was quite relatable not to say Mm. that we were ever chastised and accused of murder and stuff like that but but just because we were a bit different we probably were looked at a bit differently or treated a little bit differently to the norm or what people expect as the norm but um yeah like i say it is a quite a harrowing story of like what could have happened and what still does happen in american justice systems um like today just because um even if you deemed or don't have enough evidence they can always say circumstantial evidence isn't really a big thing in some of the counties it's it's what a judge or 12 people can be misled to believe if that that's the scary thing as well. That's why I will never create a commit a crime or go anywhere where I could be potentially implicated in a crime in America.
0: I'll stay away from um I'll stay away from small towns in America. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But
0: west of west of Memphis is a more compact um documentary. I mean Paradise Lost, the first one is just phenomenal um because it's it's given you the information that you need, the Mm -hmm. second and third one I just wouldn't bother because it is, like I say, it's very problematic. But Western mm-hmm. Memphis shows it's a good you, like
4: hmm? roundup, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is, and it show, it actually it it shows you the people who were actually involved because that Paradise Lost don't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we know the likes. If you know the case, then you know that Johnny Depp was involved to a degree, but and they used him as a focal point where, in actual fact, it was Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh. Who were the main um, and Eddie better Thank and you. Eddie better, the beautiful Eddie Vedder, <laughs> who says one of the most harrowing statements in that documentary when he was. He said He said something like, "I was thirty odd year old. I was thirty odd year old when this when this happened, and I assumed we, you know, a couple of years later would be out and you know laughing and you know would you know things will be happy, and then I'm I'm nearly fifty, and we're still here." <laughs>
4: Yeah, but he's proper funny in it because he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm Eddie Bear. I'm gonna get them out." <laughs> and it's
1: like, oh, I. So it was a bit he's like
3: Ga- that.
1: Uh, was a bit like was lovely, guy, uh, lovely
3: eyes.
1: Or Gaskine turning up with with his <laughs> fishing rod and a bit. Uh, oh my god, and that's his, his bit chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, he's chicken and four tinies. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, Morty, I know you. I know Morty's me, mate. Sorry, yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, but I think west of memphis is definitely a better one if you if you are interested in the west memphis three um, is definitely a better one to look into because it, it goes into it just it tells you it tells you what you need to what you need to know as opposed to what a documentary film crew are trying to put out mm. there and, so, and i i well, never used to i never used to feel like that of the, the paradise lost ones but it's it's a,
1: it's see, one of them things it's when you see at the time but it's with, with as as Michelin said, with documentaries, it's what they're showing you, what they want to show you. I think a lot mm-hmm. with the recent one as well, like Making a, Make a Mur- Murderer, they were showing oh, one, uh, like, yeah, on it showed <laughs> one side of you. I could never get into it, but it was one side of you on a, on an aspect where they were leaving out so much. So again, it depends on on what the person who's giving you the film wants you to see yeah. at the end of the day, but um. No, that's a good one. I, I, I say, I, I always think about re going back to that one, but I, I keep looking at it and thinking, it's it's gone. It's it's the time has passed for me. Yeah. That one, you know,
4: there's an ending really too. Hmm.
1: Yeah, we, but it, we got
3: out.
4: before before you go into yours, Paul, mm-hmm. um, West of Memphis is directed by Amy J Berg, mm-hmm. and one of the best. I think like, I think like obviously we're. We're talking about, like, you know, films and that. And a lot of, like, documentaries are made by women.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So I just want to give a little shout out because there's two that I love. And Amy J. Berg's one of them. And she Amy. does Deliver Us From Evil, <laughs> yeah. which is a, a lovely documentary about pedophilia in um, the Catholic Church. And um, An Open Secret, again. Uh- Peter in
0: Hollywood. Absolutely. The open secret absolutely broke yeah. me as a human being. Like I've me and Ant both, we were watching it and we were like, right, we need to we need to put Deliver Us from Evil did the same. Like it was it's heartbreaking. But Amy is so good at getting to the nitty gritty of it, like and really getting people's true feelings on it. There's no bullshit in our documentaries and the way she styles them are perfect to follow as well. I love that woman. She also did a Janice Jotman documentary
4: just to lighten the mood up a
1: bit. <laughs> I don't think the mood's going to be that happy and jolly yeah. this time. Okay. I'm, not expe- I'm not expecting to talk about the Goonies of this, t- this week, so don't worry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, in fact, next in because my love of, let's say, true crime I've always been interested, but I've never been, like, say, a huge fan where I've delved deep into them. If, if there's something that interested is, I've always, um, like, said, oh, I will watch it, but it's probably since I've been with uh, uh, Nick that I've been watching more. Now, my favourite one was a really weird one. It was, it's quite recent as well. It was only in 2018. Um, it was a four-parter on Netflix that came out. It was called Evil Genius. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, it shocked us as well, because the footage they use. I'd never thought that in a million years they would actually show what they did. So basically the premise yeah. of this was basically, um, this poor pizza delivery guy got a bomb strapped around his neck and was told to go and rob a bank, and the, p- the police stopped him, and uh, like say, told him he couldn't go, and he was like saying, "I've got a timer, I've got to go and deliver this thing or to get this uh, bomb off my neck. it's going to explode." They didn't believe him. And what happens? The bomb goes off and blows his head off, and it and the footage yeah. is actually in the documentary, and it's a harrowing. I never thought I would actually they would show it. I thought they would have cut away oh. or just, just explain it.
3: Well, don't,
0: don't watch the beginning of Paradise Lost then, because you see the you see the um, the first two seconds of Paradise Lost no, no, is the crime scene with the boys. You see the boys.
1: No, no, you but see the, yeah, no, you actually see the element in motion. You see the explosion you see. The, the guy get
4: blown off.
1: Yeah, in the actual <laughs> documentary, which I like, think, and it was all orchestrated by this very weird and psychotic woman who had these two men like obsess over and do all these things. And um, So she physically, like was a Charles Manson type um, like approach where she used a womanly wiles, shall we say, to uh, to get these two blokes <laughs> to to do her bidding and do her ways. And this poor bloke who was a delivery driver, I think they said he had uh, special needs as well, bless him. Um, and they took advantage of him, and they knew of him because they hung out together. And the, the wouldn't class them as friends. They were just like saying, no. "Oh, they would always have this guy around." So they ordered a pizza. The guy turned up and they strapped this bomb around his neck and, and told him, like, when they went back and they tried to recase it, there was actually like a. a Clues like where to go for this guy, so he had to go to the certain place to get one key that would release part of the bomb, and that would give him an extra 20 minutes or so to get to the other part to to release the second part. It was so evil like to the word evil and like cleverly done, but it was like something you've seen in a film that you've never, you never think it was real life. And I know it's American, all Americans are batshit crazy at at some points, but um, i would love to hear that.
0: our American
1: listeners by the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen the comments on the Facebook group they're all batshit crazy don't worry <laughs> but the woman that was in her name was Marjorie I believe and um, I think like from a, a younger day she was a quite a tr- attractive woman but um, I t- and I think like, I'm trying to go like recall it as well in one of the episodes they actually killed one of her ex, uh, ex-boyfriend ex who was uh, mean to her and the founder in the, in the freezer, and that was how they actually caught two of the other blokes who was involved. But it was just bizarre. And the whole build-up and like, like the whole idea of it of getting like thinking they could get away with it as well. That that that, that was the mindset. I was like, if I was gonna rob a bank, that would not be the way I would do it. Like say not saying I planned it, but it just it was just horrible in the ways I've never experienced, but I could not stop watching it. With what i don't like about most true crime documentaries the repeat stuff over and over again you get the same information the same type of um person who comes on and says the same thing like i found that with the ted bundy stuff lately that it's just a oh, rehash we'll get into, them. Of, yeah. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah it's just a rehash of information that we've known we don't need to know about it's not really factual but this was all new stuff like each episode was given a new thing leading it down a different path that's why I found it was like so intriguing and quite interesting and it was a perspective I've never seen the other one again, I know I'm cheating by saying two the other one was uh, the Night Stalker with uh, Richard Ramirez but the reason I liked the Netflix one the recent one that they did, it wasn't from the killer's perspective, it was from the two cops who was investigating the murder and Mm -hmm. It was showing what they went through, what they did and that element, that side, that's what I liked. It was new information. It wasn't just glorifying the killer, which a lot of these uh, yes. true crimes things do, which I, again, it doesn't always sit well with me, which again, it shouldn't because I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> but um, I like seeing other people's perspectives and seeing what they went through. That's more interesting to me than knowing what was going on with the saviour killer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first,
4: first up is the Evil Genius one. Mm-hmm. I remember one night, the, this the nights when me and Stephen used to flip, flip and watch all these crime stuff. Seeing that like on a list somewhere, but all it was is that this guy got a bomb strapped of him and died, and that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no one knew anything else from it. So when mm-hmm. this documentary came out, I was like, holy oh, shit, there's an ending to this story. Like yeah. I never knew that there was an ending, so that was really cool um in a crazy horrible (laughs)
3: way and
4: um the Richard Ramirez one this is this is when my nerdism is like on high alert it's because they have talked many times Mm -hmm. about them all the time and to me it's kind of the same thing like Mm -hmm. we can get into it (laughs) (laughs) about um Mm -hmm. like the victims of fucking got nothing to do with them, but it's the same thing it's the same egotistical thing like yeah it's not the serial killer but it's on these police officers and yes of course they are not like they're not the killer but yeah. it's still this ego of like look what i did and it's like well mm. maybe we should pay more respect for the people that yeah. he tortured and murdered
3: mm. yeah let, let me
0: put myself on the back a few times yeah uh, the richard ramirez one it was the only interesting part because obviously i've, I've read books on Richard Ramirez I've listened to podcasts on him I feel like there's nothing more that I would need to know the only one bit I never knew was how the um the community came together and that's how he was caught yep, that,
2: like, yeah I didn't know that not, bit I did yeah. not know
0: was that the community came together and he was caught that way He was
1: beat the shit out of him as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> as you would as you yeah. would shall we shall we go into the problematic parts of these true crime documentaries because i feel that mm. like that richard ramirez one kind of leads into it nicely mm.
1: yeah the only thing as well i thought was quite interesting about the richard ramirez was the hotel he stayed at uh, was based on uh like say the american horror story uh, hotel and was um sicily, w-
0: was sicily or C- sicily i don't know how uh, they pronounce it over oh, there sicily
1: and the Cecil, I think it was called, but it was basically oh, the hotel. it was the hotel. it was the hotel where the the younger yeah, young Well lats. we'll
0: get into, we'll get into that one as well because I <laughs> <laughs> have some thoughts
3: it
4: I'd be really we say we'll get into it and we we'll never
0: talk about
1: any of yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um but
3: and, and, yeah, and they don't <laughs> <laughs> get into it right now because
0: this is one of my major pet hates on true crime. Like I love true crime documentaries because you are getting Fact of a case mm-hmm. that's it the people can give their opinions I totally get that this is this the, I don't want to say the fun part of it but the, the interesting part of true crime is giving your thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. on what you believe could have happened what I cannot fucking stand is internet sleuths yeah yeah I hate these people and the Elise Lam documentary that they did on the Cecil Hotel proved my point to how dangerous these yeah. people actually are
1: very dangerous they did go to <laughs> stupid lengths that like they went to like, especially like when the timing like the, the hotel like the elevator going down and stuff like that saying it was impossible this has been tampered with because again you, you're messing with people's lives by putting that shit out there exactly
0: uh, Mm -hmm. That poor guy, that poor guy who is very different himself anyway, who would have gotten criticism because just because of the way he looked, Mm -hmm. then gets harassed and hounded to the point where, you know, he's suicidal because these people, these fucking idiots, have decided he did this. Mm Mm-hmm. This is, and you've got no evidence, nothing to back that up with, just yeah. your thoughts and opinions have managed to get this man to a point where he's he's on the verge of killing himself because of what you're doing but Now the Lisa Lamb woman, Do you
1: not think that's a little bit of human nature as well because I think everyone's always had that element, if you even go back to the Salem witch trials, pointing out a woman, I oh. think there's a witch burner, but again oh, no, it's, it's a bit different <laughs> and not fitting into their pattern and and fits into what they think could be their narrative.
3: Exactly. No, that... you're
1: right. You're
0: exactly right. It's exactly the same thing. It's just done on a more dangerous level because it's more accessible to everyone else now. Their opinions can get out there to more people. And um, the Elisa Lam case is 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 heartbreaking. It is quite strange, but it all. It, and I said this. I said this many years ago. She was bipolar. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's having an episode when she's in that elevator. Yeah, and she managed to climb up to there she probably thought saw water thought to herself i'm gonna go for a swim she took her clothes off she put them on the side she jumped in and that roof was actually left open yeah there's no there's no nothing (laughs) mysterious about it to where someone's done i know it there's some weird freaky circumstances on it yeah
4: i think um I think that's the whole, you know, like going back. It's a bit of a long thing of like um, exorcisms and yeah. stuff like that, and like the ghost stuff, and where they're just like, yeah. oh, it's this, and the ex, like, and it's just like this is kind of just puts that narrative in like a modern day perspective of like, oh, it's creepy and that, and it's like, yeah. well, no, this woman had mental health issues. Yeah,
1: and exactly. that's it. No, but that's, that's, exactly not, that, but that's not a story. That's not interesting for people. So no, it's that, not, that, that's it's why, not. That's why it leads to that. But um, there, was,
0: yeah. there was one thing of these internet sleuths that really got, got me to the point where I, I felt, honestly, I felt like they on something off me telly. One <laughs> of them turned around and said, Well, I don't believe that she would have not taken our, our, our medication. The fuck do you know? <laughs> what the fuck do you know of this person who you don't know her personally enough to know that she wouldn't not or take her medication?
1: Hmm. Like,
0: oh my god, it infuriates us. That's the, the problem.
1: I like, say, yeah, everyone's got an opinion on it, and everyone likes to think mm-hmm. that they're smarter than everyone else. That's the problem. Um, yeah, we've, everyone... we've listened
0: to serial. We know our shit.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, we so you. I know Sam hasn't watched this, and I don't know if you've watched it, Paul. But I don't know if you've seen. Don't fuck with cat.
1: Can't watch it. <laughs>
3: yeah. I've a little black <laughs> kitty behind you before. Yeah. So I
4: watched it and honestly I couldn't watch them things. they were horrible.
3: Mm. I had
4: my um, partner like, go, what's happening? What like, uh, <laughs> um, but there's a, there's a bit in it, again, with this whole editing and telling the story and telling what story you want to tell. It's that they just, just brush over, because again, if you've not seen it, it's about these videos of mm-hmm. this guy killing cats and mm-hmm. he also does other stuff. Like, I think he tortures a dog and, just, and then he murders the person. Um, filmed it all, and these internet sleuths actually successfully find him, and then he gets Mm. taken away, and all this stuff. Yeah, it's it is interesting, don't get us wrong. You know, your your voyeurism comes out of it, but they completely brush under the rug that they found somebody, were like, That's him, he did it, and he killed himself. They just completely brush it under the rug, like, Oh, well, sorry
3: and, and the it's
4: like, that's yeah. why this thing is so dangerous yeah. so you are not a detective no. you are not smart no. you're a dick on a computer like everybody else
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, like I say, like say within that now being so accessible everyone can be involved and like if you point a uh, that type of thing pointed at you is hard to wipe off the internet as well because in, in every corner like if you go to a job interview like most places now search your name so if it comes up that you've been accused of murder or accused of a crime, that's mm-hmm. never going to go away, that never will disappear at that point.
0: No, it doesn't. It ruins people's lives. It's, it's no different than these idiots who go out of their way to uh, feeling like they're justice warriors because they are catching these paedophiles.
4: Yeah, I hate do. that too. They have no yeah.
0: idea what work is going on behind the scenes. Hmm. That they could, if they take one person out of a, a potential ring. That ring's broken, and they did that, and they don't give a shit because they feel that they are doing justice on this one person. When in actual fact, the police have probably got a team on who are working against thousands of them. But
1: the yeah. problem and I've got with that, that, yeah, the person. problem, I've, the problem I've got with that as well. It's not just the person. Fair enough. It's not just the person, rightly or wrongly, the person who they got should is 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 guilty. But uh-huh. in the broadcast, them picture, it's not just that person's picture that affects, it's the family in the yeah. background. It's basically yeah. the people that they don't know about. Because no one, like, say, even like say, living in Sunland, I've seen people's windows being put out. I've seen people being attacked, just being, yeah. for being accused for that type of thing as well. And people's families don't deserve that. I know that when the police do catch people who do these things rightly, they do it in a way where it's not broadcast around and the families can like I say live their lives because it's not fair on them they're not uh, supporting them yeah. they're not part of that that's that's the aspect i really find disgusting about that type of uh, uh, element
2: yeah
4: it's disgusting yeah. um throwing it back to um documentaries there's a documentary called the pharmacist that's on netflix
3: mm-hmm. and it's
4: kind of a bit like that it's about this this pharmacist who um loses his child he gets murdered from an on a drugs deal um and then like he comes like a sleuth in himself, but like mm. in like in his community mm. and he's like, This is happening here, this is happening here mm. and the police are actually doing investigations behind yeah. the scenes like the FBI are doing mm. this and he, they're just because you can't see anything. I'm mm-hmm. just like, Well got it. <laughs> like, yeah. Leave it be. Got yeah. yeah. And it's it's because it's just a, a a father who wants to yeah. have mm. justice for his son and other people like that and you just like you can't like you can't do this. Like it's very
1: frustrating. Yeah. But right.
4: it's a what I would say it's worth a watch.
1: Cool. Completely agree. So yeah, it, it's quite interesting. Like you say, with um, all these internet sleuths out there and uh, stuff. Um, funny enough, uh, it's not a true crime documentary, but i have started watching a new show. Like I say, I've been telling everyone about because it's absolutely brilliant. But the whole premise is. um these three characters live in a building, an apartment building, and they're obsessed with true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. And then there's a murder in the building, and the three of them come together to try and solve this uh, murder and do their own podcast, and it's called Only Murders in the Building. It stars uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena. Is that what that's about? I'm
0: going to watch that when I go home. Me and they are going to watch it. It's,
1: it's a few episodes in now, but it's absolutely—it's brilliant. I thought it was just going to be a stupid, daft comedy, but it actually is quite graphic and serious. There's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of f bombs get thrown about, and uh, Steve Martin—it's the best thing I've ever seen. I've seen him in, in a long time. He's playing a quite a serious role, and it's, he's oh, a, that's a, good. a little bit Steve of a sad Martin. character
0: and Martin Short back together again is mm-hmm. just, is just a duo made in heaven, really. I can't mm-hmm. wait, me and Anthony, gonna, when I go home, I'm home mm-hmm. next week, and um, me and Anthony are gonna sit and watch it because I'm generally looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. But there's, as much as I hate internet sleuths with a mm-hmm. fucking passion, And um, there is a really good true crime documentary called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It's a six-part yeah. documentary series. I've watched the series, I've read the book, um, it's, it's all different. about the Golden State and <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, the book is the, the book is something else. Like I, I'm a slow reader. I mm-hmm. was reading that slow because of how detailed it is. The document Did you
4: put put it in the freezer?
0: At some point, I probably did because it was just it took it took a lot out of us. Um, it's all, about, it's all about the Golden State Killer, and it is the work that... Um, Are we Christ assuming Christ
4: people mm-hmm. know who the Golden State Killer is?
0: Well, the Golden State Killer um, targeted the Golden State. Um, he was given that name by the woman who really took the, took the initiative to research. Mm-hmm. Not sleuth, but research.
4: She was a journalist. She was
0: a journalist, <laughs> and she was called Michelle McNamara. He was the wife of Patton Oswald. and um, she was a true crime writer. She had a blog and um, that got turned into a news article like a, a, in the New York Times or something, which led mm. to her book yeah. that she was writing on the case that she'd been following of a, a, a serial, mm. Awfully, awful, was a serial rapist. I don't believe he killed anyone. But a serial I think he rapist. killed two people. Did he?
4: He definitely killed someone. Killed
2: I, I could.
1: I'll, I'll be. i hold my hands. up. I've tried watching this documentary. It's too. Slow-y. It's hard. It's too it's hard. slow. It's too slow going from from mine. It's, it's, just,
2: I, it's I, hard.
1: I, I, it's I couldn't hard couldn't go through it as well. Um
0: so yeah, he was. He targeted women, and um, and eventually moved into couples as well. Mm-hmm. He was. He was. He was like. A, he was almost like a night stalker in a way because he always hit at night. And um, he's mm-hmm. more. He's let's say he was. It was very strange because he treated the house like his own.
3: Yeah. Like
0: he would come in, he would eat out the refrigerator, and um, mm-hmm. if there was a couple in there, he would put the husband mm-hmm. on his front with plates stacked on his back, yeah. and told him, "If, if you know, you basically. If you if these plates smash, and mm-hmm. um, he would he would whisper. Yeah. He would disguise his voice, so he would he would like whisper in a in a weird way to them, and. Um, there was a, a town hall meeting because obviously it was it started what in the 70s mm-hmm. I and think he, was
3: so, yeah.
0: only, he was only caught a couple of years ago um. but he he would they, there was a town hall meeting and all these men were like well if this guy came into my house i would do this that and the other the guy who got up and said that was attacked not a couple of days later mm-hmm. he was in that town hall meeting he heard every fucking word that was saying about him because I believe he was a policeman.
3: Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, was a
0: policeman. Um but Michelle investigated and she worked with the police. Mm-hmm. She didn't go out of her way to 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 halt an investigation or to she just wanted to help and she was getting this information. Um unfortunately Michelle passed away before she could ever find out that um he was caught. Mm-hmm. And it was it, the book is just phenomenal. I have, in all honesty, I try to block a lot of it out because it is yeah a pretty really hard hard wonder yeah. to, to read. And um, I thought the Columbine book was hard. That was just it was on mm. another level. The documentary
3: mm-hmm.
0: eases what, in actual fact, the work she put into it. Yeah. So I'm. I have a lot of respect for the likes of Michelle McNamara than I do for these internet dickheads who put themselves into investigations
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they have no idea. Like, Michelle no. knew what she could not couldn't well, do. I, I th-
1: no, but I think there's a difference, um, like I say, because like everyone likes to think they're a detective in a way and everyone likes to think they'll work things out. It's when people put themselves in a position where they're hindering the situation or hindering... Uh, the investigation, that's where, in my opinion, it becomes dangerous. But i say if you've got information of you've worked something out and then mm-hmm. passing that information on or helping, I think that, that's the differentiate you can make. Um, but again, I can understand like the viewpoints for a lot of people. Like again the morbid curiosity of of it all, it can be and engr- like, enticing to to be involved to that level. Uh, and to think that you're smart enough to to catch a serial killer—it's like it's—it's it's one of like, <laughs> like I know it's a comedy show, but it's Jake Provolta type thing. He's always yeah. wanted to catch a serial killer, so um, and yeah. but 99 nine nine. But um, my biggest problem again, I, I, I've always felt uncomfortable. I think Hollywood does it worse, and it's there's been a big change in it in what I've seen in UK like true crime UK documentaries, where mm-hmm. it's instead of Glory, like America's all about glory, glory, like glorifying the killers. Like they had mm-hmm. a fucking uh, Zach Efron playing Ted Bundy. I know everyone said Ted Bundy was attractive, but he was never that good looking. Um, <laughs> oh, don't get started. <laughs> oh, get started, get started. What do you need?
4: I, I want to talk about I'm, it. I'm waiting my turn. Paul is not
1: finished. <laughs> yeah. um, like say with the American style, it kind of glorifies the murderers and. It's a side note that the victims are. I know recently with the British ones that there's two been two big ones that I've watched recently, where it actually give you the the victims' viewpoint and actually had victims in. One was Des, uh, the the Dennis Neil, Nielsen. Nelson well, one, not the David Tennant uh, dramatisation. The actual uh, one I think was on Channel Four where they had uh, victims that survived or families of the victims given their accounts rather See. than.
0: I'd be be interested in watching that because Dennis Nielsen really grinds my gears. He is one of these who it's almost like he did it for the infamy, just like, and he loves and he loves to talk.
1: I think that was afterwards. I think after he, because I think from what I've watched, like not just like he obviously had problems, but I think it was more he didn't like to be alone and he hated people leaving him. That was the element uh, where that was the element. No, because you get the kept because he always kept the bodies with him for a few days afterwards. So that was one of the aspects. That was one of the aspects. But the other one, um, which was the I know it's been done to death, but the rivers. But it went back and showed how poor and how shit the police were treating these women, uh, because they were a certain element of what they believed to be prostitutes. They, Are you talking uh, about
4: the one that was on the BBC?
1: Um, I, I don't know if it was the BBC it's or IT.
4: It's called The Yorkshire Ripper Files uh, truth, the Crime Story or something.
0: Cause I, absolutely, I really enjoyed that one.
1: Because hmm. it went back and showed elements like, from the families, again, of the victims and what the, what the killing, ha- what impact it had on them. That's the story that they should have been told, not because... And it shone light on <laughs> how bad these middle-aged, puffed-up um, men viewed women, and it really did upset us. And <laughs> I know I'm, like, I say I'm a middle-aged uh, chubby white guy uh, <laughs> thinking about, like, I say, probably in the same der- der- dramatic as what the police were back then. But the way they just 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 never even th- give them a second thought. or oh, the prostitutes that deserved it.
0: Yeah, That's
1: just horrible, mm-hmm. Paul. Mm-hmm.
4: You're ringing my bells <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah,
4: because right, I'm gonna Go start. <laughs> right, so I have been a big crowd fan forever and ever and ever, as much as I remember, and um, was like morbidly obsessing, but loved serial killers. Like, was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, I have even gone a step further, and I'll admit, because I. Fully do not agree with it anymore is that I've bought like murder billia before
2: mm-hmm.
4: so I've bought an image from a guy who like killed like a, this this um celebrity um and now I totally don't agree with it this is when I was a lot younger mm-hmm. and I I just like I had this obsession and it's not until recently and I don't know if it's just because I'm older now in my 30s and I was just like, I, I can't, like, uh, this just doesn't, I just can't, I can't do it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't feel right type thing. It doesn't yeah, it so yeah. like,
4: so in my work, so I work in the arts,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and
4: at the minute I'm doing an exhibition all about femicide.
2: Mm-hmm. So
4: femicide is the murdering of women by men. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been doing a lot of feminist issues and that in my work for years. years now and this one just and honestly I just started it this year just it just like knocked it all in the place of just like I can't watch these documentaries anymore and it's because it's so glorified of this one person Mm -hmm. and yes there are women there are women serial killers I do understand this um and it just kind of puts in the it just breeds that Misogyny of these women, and like as you just said, because that documentary was brilliant, and I, I, I think we should have these documentaries, but change the narrative. Is
3: mm-hmm.
4: that that York that one on um, BBC, the the one the Yorkshire Files? Or I don't think it's called that, but um, first of all, directed by women woman,
2: mm-hmm.
4: for like and telling the stories of these women. Like I didn't even know like the in it, so like they had like women getting murdered, women. Yeah. Even if there were prostitutes, there weren't even prostitutes. It's just so much easier to see the prostitutes. Even the, the Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book I've got downstairs. I think it's called Five Women. Not prostitutes. They had mm-hmm. lives. They had families. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And that one, that that documentary, which is not on the BBC anymore. I don't know where you can find it. But it's so friggin' good of how you can do it. Um. Mm-hmm have shown like the racism in the the, the police case too because there was mm-hmm. a black woman who came out first and said, I got hit by the head, he looks like this and he's got a Yorkshire accent. Well for how many years were they looking for a Macam? Yeah. Yeah because of them tapes. And And when they had they had a view from a woman, but because she was black, a woman and I mm-hmm. think she also had learning difficulties from that. They were just like, nah.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
4: not paying attention to how we're we gonna pay attention to this tape. And yeah. just destroyed lives because of this. And the thing is, with it, they have started, and I can't stop now, is that <laughs> they, had the, they had these reclaim the streets nights because we yeah. were told, you can't go out. Like, you can't we're, go having out. That,
1: we're having that these days as well, though, that's the thing. Exactly, that uh, was uh, the <laughs> 70s. Yeah, we're still having that now. And again, I'm not going to hold my hands up and say, I understand what you're going through, because I'll never understand I I worry when like say my wife goes on a night out and I always say, get a taxi home. Uh if she's getting a bus home I'll wait at the bus stop till she gets off the bus. Yeah. I shouldn't have to do that because I don't expect Nick to do that for me.
3: Mhm.
1: And that's 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 fright that, that shouldn't be in this day and age and I think as a as, <laughs> as a bloke it's I, I'll never get into that mindset where you're worried about like I said that that that's upsetting. I'll admit it. It upsets me to think that we still yeah. live in a world where that's yeah. still not okay. Yeah, no, st- exactly there's right. a chance that you might not wait, make it home on a night out just because of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and
4: effects. this poor poor who's just died last Friday.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, they're giving out fucking rape alarms like to people, and it's like they don't do anything. No. What are they gonna do?
3: Yeah. No,
4: Nothing.
0: We we had an incident at my workplace years ago where women were getting attacked outside of my work.
3: Mm-hmm. My
0: work gave us a rape alarm, mm-hmm. was using a security guard to escort us to the car park. Because we had two car. We have two car parks, the main one, and we have one which is a bit of a distance. And actually to get to the car park is a, a dirt road that it has no lights in it whatsoever. Um, this rape alarm that my work gave me—I know what they were doing—and it was fun, It was good at the time, but this rape alarm was this big, <laughs> and you had to pull the top off to put the top underneath, to then spray something, to then pull it out to put the alarm on. And it's like I might as well have just thrown it at them.
3: Yeah. But
0: we were taught—we we were taught at a young age how to hold our keys in a position that could that could do damage. Yeah, yeah. and we shouldn't have to do
4: that. But pulling it back to like documentaries and that. Yes. It's just it just feeds into this fetishization. Yes, I mm-hmm. said that word very well. <laughs> of, um, then
1: I can pronounce it, don't worry
4: <laughs> Of um, these like myths and monsters kind of thing, and it's like oh, yeah. no, these were boring ass people
3: mm-hmm. who
4: maybe had possible mental health issues. Yes, that's a different uh, argument oh, okay. in in itself yeah. and case, but. It it shouldn't be. We should tell the stories, but like that documentary, yeah. something a bit different. And I know, like the Dennis, the, they've done a Dennis Nielsen one. It was more the the one with um David Tennant and mm-hmm. where they were like, well, we're talking about the victims and that. I didn't personally see that when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
1: yeah, the David Tennant one. That, talk- that was all about his performance as Dennis Nielsen. Yeah, but I think definitely. it was Channel Four, Channel Five ran a documentary simultaneously with the Dennis Nielsen one and it had mm-hmm. the victims on the victim like one of the victims wi uh wives at the time had an argument kicked him out said don't come back and he never did because mm-hmm. he ran into Dennis Nielsen on uh, when he was uh out yeah sorrows away um that was the aspects that was quite interesting like don't get us wrong I did enjoy the David Tennant performance because no way did David Tennant portray Dennis Nielsen in any good light at all. It was quite sinister, and mm-hmm. it was—it felt probably more like a horror film than uh, yeah. a true crime. But that's...
4: And, and honestly, just don't, don't get us wrong. You watch those true crimes, like the mm. the interest, and you want to get in the mind of people, like that. But mm. they re- its just like they really have to
1: mm-hmm. be
4: like these families are still still around.
1: Yeah. And I've got a still there. That this, as well, this, yeah. yeah.
4: And like you're watching fucking the seventeenth million Ted Bundy bloody documentary. Yeah. And yes, he was so fucking unattractive. I don't get this thing. Like, oh he's so attractive. It's like, really? <laughs>
1: he wasn't the, like he, um, wasn't, he wasn't just, as clever as he made out as well, though. That's the that's the thing oh, that always made him out to pay this most
4: It's that he was a white man (laughs) (laughs) who can talk properly.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. You can get
4: away with it a lot.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. He he had a bit of intelligence about him and unfortunately it backfired. The Ted Bundy documentary that came out, the... the uh, the Joe t- Ber- uh, Berginger, Berginger who did the um,
1: there was the tapes of the, there was the, the tapes um, of Ted Bundy and the tapes of Charles Manson that got released recently and literally it was just the same stuff that we've heard over the last ten years oh, not over and over and over, and over again.
0: Yeah, Manson, Manson does not interest me anymore. Yeah. After reading Help the mm-hmm. um I never want to. I never want to watch or listen to anything. Yeah. To do with Charles Manson again, and um, but the Ted Bundy documentary was so it, and even the film mm-hmm. glamorized. I didn't watch
3: it. So yeah.
0: much, don't watch it. It had me. The only bit that was interesting was the last ten minutes where it saw where you see a psychotic break in him.
1: Yeah,
0: you see the actual person he is as opposed to this glamour and i know it's from the point of view of his ex-girlfriend i totally get that but
1: that no but that gets lost in that film i think it's oh, be oh, point here, yeah. but it's all about zach Efron and being uh, ted bundy um, yeah but um as well another one that i recently watched thought was going to be a different take um because um i did find the killing at the time quite interesting the son of sam's uh documentary on Netflix was well,
0: the was biggest pilot well, pile- yeah it was <laughs> <all> <laughs> they did not they didn't even get into the fact that that David Berkowitz may potentially not have been the guy who did it but might have or it could have been the guy who did it and there were other people involved they mm-hmm. didn't even they just solely focused on David Berkowitz because he said my dog told me to do
1: this. <laughs> but, that, <laughs> like, but Yeah, but that oh. was, like I said, that was just repeated over and over and that's a lot of the, like, See, so you get these talking heads on these documentaries as well that give their opinions and stuff. Um, but, like I say, I think Hollywood at the moment are over-glamorising. I know we're getting all the other ones that's coming out of the woodwork now, like, again, um, I've just Should seen that. They, yeah, Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer's coming out. Um, Dahmer is
3: someone
0: who has not, I've never touched the surface on ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never touched it. And I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. I can't get it. Because you don't like
4: cannibalism? <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't. I don't like cannibalism. But I've never been able to watch it. We um, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten the, um, the, you know, the one you watch, Michaela, the, the files, the Dharma files. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've never been able to find a copy of that to watch. And I don't want to watch anything other than that. I don't mm-hmm. want Where's to. No Netflix. No, nah. I think it was.
1: I'm not sure. You, no, I,
0: if it is, I've I've not seen it, but I've never been able to find a, a copy of it. I don't want to go on a deep dive of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. One, capitalism freaks us out
2: mm-hmm.
0: majorly, and um, and two, it's a lot.
1: Yeah.
3: There's there's so much.
1: Yeah, but what I was just about to see kind of as well? But, <laughs> yeah, what I was about to see as well? what, what I know. The big one during lockdown was the fucking Tiger King, which again I could not get away with. They are actually bringing out the second second season that's coming out soon, the Tiger King two, yeah. which can't
3: is, wait. Oh, come look on, how mate. hideous come it is on. again!
4: <laughs> it's it's a funny one that one because honestly, I did like I'll I'll put my hands up. I completely enjoyed it. But the mm. more again, it's the thing with me. Like the more I think about it, I'm like they just completely exploited a lot of broken yeah. drug addict people. And like yeah. the only th- the only little good thing I can think of coming of it is um, a bit more um, uh, oh, I mean, highlight
0: on like animal, animal abuse. cruelty, yeah. Abuse. yeah. You totally forget about that. While you're watching this documentary, you totally forget that all these animals are being completely and utterly abused mm-hmm. and neglected and, oh, it, it's awful. Yeah. You focus so much on... So exotic that you you forget the actual underlining of mm. what the documentary is about. Yeah. I it's I, just uh,
4: feeding these poor bastards with meth and like not even mentioning it in the documentary. No, no,
1: I, but I do think the like the UK uh, side of things are doing it a little bit better these days. Like I, I think Mac- uh, Michaela mentioned at the very start, like Britain's uh, Most Evil. Um, I know it's probably on the seventh season or something now. It does highlight a few ones that you probably would never have heard of or crimes Um,
0: and
1: crimes
4: that shook britain yeah like
1: like stuff like that that's that's been broadcast quite much i know i mentioned like the murder town one and like i said that's a new season coming out soon but they're highlighting like murders that that's happening like close by to us in the last few years and you'd never even heard of the thing about and that, again, that, that's what I'm finding quite interesting, like here hearing them side yeah. of things. Again, it's it's
4: I think I think that's what I like too. I really like um isolate not well, they're not isolated, let's let's mm-hmm. be clear, they are not isolated cases. Um, but like stories of like individual, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not like he was evil and what mm-hmm. was him. It was just like this person did this. And mm-hmm. what I absolutely love like love it in documentary form and everything is trials, court trials, mm.
1: right?
4: And that kind of goes back to the Memphis ones too. Yeah, they're so interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There's
4: one on um, Sky, and I cannot remember its name. I said it, Sam, you've got to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's about the trial of a kid who was like this promising football star, and he mm-hmm. gets um, accused of um, molesting a child. Bad. Yeah and it 's it's, it's and yes, obviously so so heavy and but um it 's the trial, and how they like how they did it and how fucked up it is and it like
2: yeah
4: i can't i honestly can 't remember what it 's called, um but it was so good, and I mm. love a trial, like I love them like i 'd rather watch a trial yeah. <laughs> but
1: the ones that like I said the, the, I think the big one that i 'm obsessed with at the moment um and i 'm excited because the new new sa- new episode starts on Monday is 24 hours in police custody. And I know oh, it's a really strange one, like but- to
3: watch that.
1: Yeah. But like oh my
4: God, we watched one, didn't we, Sam, and we are just raging at each other. Yeah.
1: yeah. There was <laughs> one where, uh, a last that was uh, like trying to get someone to kill an ex-boyfriend or a boyfriend and stuff. Um, and she was pretending to be like handicapped and she kept on saying that, she, she was, uh, when the police arrested her, she lied down saying a back's hurting her, to the point where she got took to the hospital to try and get the sympathy vote. But oh, I was so screaming at the telly. Just, <laughs> but that's so interesting seeing it from that perspective as well. Yeah. Seeing what, see what they have to do for, to to go through to get them. But like, see, I I I absolutely love the Twenty Four Hours in Police Custody. I know it's which not quite like a, a true crime one, but it's uh, well, it is, it yeah,
4: it's a true a, crime it's documentary. Crime it's just, crime, we're just focusing a little more on film. Which
0: one did we watch? Was it the domestic violence one with against the the man who was being physically abused by his um his partner
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the point where he ended up dying was yes that oh
1: that was a bloke and he every, they kept on saying to him saying look well, you have to prosecute <sighs> she's going to end i know up what are you. talking about now yeah. Yeah. yeah that that one was really hor- like sad like i said took us aback. that one. one oh no, well.
0: that wasn't the one we were raging about that was one we were upset about the one we raged about was the guy who was um he attacked them younger. i honestly
4: can't remember you know
0: I remember. Yeah, he raped,
1: he
4: raped them young
0: lasses, didn't
1: he? Uh-huh. And then he dumped them at um, a train station. Yes, away from yeah. I but he'd done it uh, two nights, like after each other, I think. Like, yeah. When like that one night, moment night moment and I was saying, I'll oh, prove that I was there. And they're like, "Wait, there will go fucking video footage of you dropping the girls off." Let's get to prove it. You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna use the c word, but I'll, 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 I'll keep that one for another day. <laughs> but, uh, um, Brit-
0: Britain is doing like. I, I wouldn't. I would never have gone out of my way to watch programs like Twenty Four Hours in Police Custody at all, mm-hmm. um, unless my sister is constantly mm-hmm. messaging us to watch it. Me, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you. Um, what was I going to say? I,
3: no, oh, uh, sorry.
0: Not um, not a true crime documentary, but a true crime program ended last night. Manhunt. The uh, with them, um, Detective Colin Sutton's case on the Night Stalker of London. All right, uh-huh. I have never heard of this case before at all.
1: Is that, the about... one Ma- is that the one with Martin Clunes?
0: Yes, oh my god, that man is a national treasure. Keep mm. him protected. He is, he was at, he, he did that one, and they did Manhunt, the first series, which is on ITV, and um, about Levi Belfield mm. and how his involvement in that case. It is. Phenomenal. Like mm. Martin Clunes is an amazing actor, but he takes it to a whole new level playing de- um, Detective Colin Sutton. Mm. I am that invested in it. I've ordered his books. He's
1: changed, Honestly, it's, it's changed a little bit from Men Behaving Badly, hasn't he? So
0: <laughs> I was saying this the other day when we when we used to come to my mum's because my mum's got a tendency for watching the same thing over and over again. And I wonder where
3: you guys family. from. <laughs>
0: And Doc Martin is one of them. Mm-hmm. And any time me and anthony would come in and she'd have it on, we'd be fixated because yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Madden Hunt was really good. I just wanted to put... It literally ended last night. It's on mm-hmm. ITV Catch-Up. Please watch it.
1: Well, I wanted to throw out there, it's a bit of a left-field one. I don't know if Michaela would have watched these. I know Sam might have looked into these. Um, I do think they fall under the true crime bracket because, the, like I say, what happened to some of these is a crime. and. There's been a lot of hell on, especially over the internet over the last few days, like last week, mm-hmm. on the last episode that was shown, uh the dark side of the ring. Oh, in the
4: yeah. uh, I do watch them, but I haven't seen any of the new ones. And I, I saw that and I went to Steve I went to me I went to my Steven. To mm-hmm. Steven, um what do you know about the 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 air, airplane from hell or the flight from <laughs> the hell? Flight from hell yeah. It was yeah. like it was like Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of that one before, and then I was we've like, "Well, it's stirring up a bit again."
3: Yeah,
0: we've heard of it because we've heard it wasn't just the Ric Flair incident that mm. happened on that plane. There was fights galore. You've mm. got to, like, you've got to tell
4: people what the dark side of the ring. is. Oh yeah, so
1: so basically, yeah, the dark side of the ring is basically well, it's, it's up to its third season now. It's Great. narrated by the brilliant Chris Jericho. He, His tone and the way he tells these stories are actually pitch perfect, which you can't expect anything less from Y2J, shall we say, Uh, if you're a wrestling fan. In Jericho,
3: we we love.
1: Yeah, but each episode is going like, say, the backstories of certain myths or certain um, things that you don't know what's happened to certain characters, like the, the, the... the big one was always the Chris Benoit story. There was a two part episode with the murder suicide of, like that you said. That was I really
4: think. sad, wasn't it? It was very hard sad, to watch. Very, but very well put together.
1: But um, again, going back to it.